0: Hello and welcome to the B2B Legion podcast for tech companies. My name is Jacob Levenbrand, Managing Director of Bright Vision, as well as host of this podcast. And today we're going to talk about the new model of selling, selling to an unsellable generation with Jeremy Miner, who's a sales coach and founder of Seventh Level Communications and one of the fastest growing sales coaching companies in the States. Welcome to our podcast. We're so stoked to have
1: you with us, Jeremy. Hey, thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to be on here. The sun is very, very bright here. It's early in the morning here where, where our headquarters are at in Scottsdale, Arizona. But uh, So if you guys see us, and I look like I'm like a, an angel there, it's just because the sun's just shining into our office building very, very bright early in the morning. It should go down here in the next 10 or 15 minutes. Good Lord. Well, thank you for
0: taking this early meeting with us since we're yeah based in Sweden and and our time zones are not directly the same yeah but but it's so good to have you with us and I know you have a fascinating story and a lot of great content about Mm. sales it and it's it's uh it's uh not a an um an uh, accident that your company is one of the fastest growing sales consultants so before we we dive into the content yeah sorry.
1: We're not that cool, but we were actually ranked the the number one fastest growing sales training company by Inc. Magazine. So we were ranked number one uh, in twenty twenty one and in twenty twenty by Inc. Magazine. Over here in the states, they have a list of the top five thousand fastest growing companies in any industry, um, and in sales training, we were ranked the number one fastest actually. But there you go. We're we're just wow. uh, you know we're the new kids on the block. We've only been around <laughs> for four years, but we've been able to we've been blessed to be able to help a lot of companies and and a lot of salespeople. So we're looking forward to 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 really a 2023 here and everything that's that's about to happen. It's good.
0: Awesome. That's so cool. And how come you started a sales... Uh, what's your background that turned you into... Well, my companies. background
1: is sales. Yeah, yeah, my background is sales, obviously. So <laughs> you would hope so, right? If you have a sales training company, you hope their background is probably in sales. So I got into sales about, was about 22 years ago, broke, burned out college student. Okay, about 21, somewhere in that range. Got a job, straight commission, sales job, selling home security systems door-to-door. They hire everybody because it's a straight commission, right? If you don't sell, you don't get paid. So no skin off their back. And basically the company, you know, gives you a script, a, a couple of books by what I now call the old sales gurus mm-hmm. and basically said, hey, you know, go make some sales. You know, we'll pick you up after dark. Because They take you out in this van. They drop everybody off in the neighborhoods. And then they're like, go get them you know, make some sales. We'll see you later tonight. And I thought, you know, when I first got into sales, I thought it was going to be easy because that's what they told me. Right. And they, and I still remember the, the last thing the sales manager said when he, when he dropped us off, he said, make sure you guys really show your enthusiasm because if you're excited, they're going to be excited about the product. And I'm like, okay, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, what did I know as a 21 year old kid? I never been in sales. I didn't know, but I quickly found out from the first door, that that really wasn't the case because I was excited and I talked about all the features and the benefits and how it's going to help them. And it was such a good thing. And we have the best this and we have the best that. And I started getting all these objections, like we don't need it. We can't afford it. Uh, We already talked with somebody a couple months ago. Um, I need to think it over. I need to talk with my spouse. I need to get more quotes. I need to do more research. Can you call me back in a week, a month, a year later? And I quickly found that actually those doing those type of things that they were training me to do and say actually was triggering a lot of the objections that I was getting. Okay. Mm -hmm. So after about six, probably about seven or eight weeks of nonstop rejection, hardly making any sales, I remember getting into the van one night and I was like, you know, maybe this selling stuff isn't for me. Maybe I'm just, you know, too introverted. Maybe I shouldn't just get a minimum wage job. Like all my friends are in college and I'll get my degree. And I remember the the manager popped in this Tony Robbins CD. Like if you're around 20 years ago, people used to listen to things called CDs. And Tony said something that that just completely shocked me. And he said, I might be butchering it, but he said, you will fail. Like you will fail if you don't learn the right skills necessary to succeed. You will fail if you don't learn the right skills. Now he goes on to say everybody's taught skills. But he said, the people who fail are the ones who are not taught the right ones. And I was like, oh, OK, that makes it's like a white bulb went off in my head that maybe what the company was training me, what I was learning from, you know, some of these books behind me, the gurus, maybe they just weren't the right skills. Maybe they were outdated. Maybe they just didn't work very well anymore. Now, at the same time I was doing this, I was in college and my degree that I was studying for was behavioral science. OK, human psychology was my minor. All right. Mm -hmm. And really, you know, behavioral science, people are like, oh, science, it sounds weird. But really, if you boil down what behavioral science is, it's just really the study of the brain and why a human being makes a decision. Why do they go left instead of go right? Why do they go up instead of go down? It's our decision-making process. And I started learning from my professors. They were saying that the most persuasive way to communicate with a human being was over here. But the gurus, they were telling me it was all over here, like completely polar opposite. And I'm like, how do I take what my professors are teaching me and all these experts I started studying from, you know, NYU psychology professors and sociology professors and, you know, Robert Caldini here in Arizona State? How do I take what they're training? They're talking about all these theories of decision making and how do I bring that into my sales process? So I started doing that and I started learning and developing techniques that work with human behavior. Okay, that actually trigger a prospect to want to pull you in, rather than me trying to push and manipulate them forward. And when I started doing that, selling became very, very easy and extremely profitable. So that's my story. That's how I got mm. started. I hope I didn't bore everybody with that. No. all the, so the sun is in my eyes here. <laughs> that's fascinating. and uh, What a great
0: story to, to start the sales career on. and um, So profound insights there. And then... Yeah. This spring you you published a book uh together with uh AQ uh from Data Points, something like that. Yeah, yes.
1: yeah. So it's it's it won't it's not being released in bookstores until March 15th of 2023. I'm not you must have got an old thing. It got the 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 release date got moved back by like four oh. or five minutes. So you must have gotten, I don't know what you got there for my assistant. So the online version, you can get it online. You can pre, pre-order it online. Okay, you go to Amazon, different places, pre-order online. It won't be in big bookstores like Barnes & Noble over here and you know bookstores over in Europe. I'm not sure which ones are your big bookstores there. It won't be available in bookstores or airports to March 15th, 2023. And that's where we talk about buying behaviors have changed. Okay, the consumer has changed, yet salespeople have not caught on to that yet. Yeah, so that's so interesting. Sure? Yeah. yeah. Because the subtitle is Selling to the Unsellable Generation.
0: What is it with a new generation? And and what is a new generation that is totally different
1: in how they buy stuff that we need to adjust. Well, to- and it's not necessarily an age group, what we mean by that. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, uh, people between 18 and, and 30, like you have to sell a different way between, you know, if they're 45 to 60, not, not, that's not what we're talking about. Okay. So I'll give you an example. Like as one of our clients, uh, his name's Brandon Kane would say, he's the author of the New York times bestseller hook point, how to stand out in a three second world. He does all the social media for MTV and some very large companies. And he talks about, that there are over 3 billion, with a B, content creators every day that you as a sales professional are competing with that are taking away your prospects' attention from you, okay? You're quite literally competing with 13-year-old teenage girls on TikTok, okay? Now, guests that are just taking away your prospects' attention from you. Okay, they're just social media just sucks it away. Guess how many content creators there were twenty years ago? Take a wild guess. There's three billion now. Take a guess how many there were twenty years ago? One hundred fifty million. I don't know. There was (laughs) there was about one million. There's about nine hundred some thousand. Okay. Now there's three billion. Okay, because of the information age that we now are very have been around for like the last, especially the last five or ten years. With the power of the internet, especially social media, your prospects are being sold to 24 hours a day, seven days a week, week after week, month after month. And when I say that a lot of times on stage, people are like, oh, no, Jeremy, I only usually talk to a couple of salespeople a week. And I'm like, well, I want you to think about it in a different way. When you wake up in the morning, besides going to the bathroom, what's the first thing you do? And they're like, I get on the phone. And you do what on the phone? Oh, you look at Facebook and and IG and your social media and you start scrolling down and you see what ads trying to sell you something, right? It starts Mm -hmm. from the moment you wake up, you walk into the kitchen, you turn on the TV while you make breakfast, you hear what commercials trying to sell you something you get in your car, you drive to work or the office, you turn on the radio. What do you hear? Radio ads trying to sell you something. You're at lunch, you get back on your phone, you look at social media, you notice your aunt is pitching her latest greatest MLM opportunity, right? See, you drive down the road from work and what do you see on the sides of the road? Billboards trying to sell you something. See, you are being sold to all of the time. And because of that, human beings have built up walls of resistance that the moment they feel someone is trying to sell them something, the wall of resistance come up, the red flags go off. It's like the, the sirens go off and they emotionally shut down. Okay. So as business owners and salespeople, we have to understand that we have to start amplifying our skill level, or we're just going to get left behind by those who do. Are you with me on that? That's what yeah. we mean by how selling has changed.
0: Wow. That's so interesting. Um, Yeah. I I, uh, I totally agree. It's like when somebody stands up in the first row, uh, <laughs> uh, in in a theater or, or or a cinema. You know, everybody needs to stand up behind. So yeah. what what
1: what's the recipe for a salesperson in well, in this day? Yeah. So uh, what what we have to start doing in, instead of being like ninety nine point nine percent of salespeople out there. Like, look, if you want to be a top one percent. Mm -hmm. salesperson, like earning salesperson, making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year or whatever your currency is called over in Sweden. Even if you want to make more than that, you have to start becoming what we call a problem finder and problem solver, not a product pusher. Now, what do I Mm -hmm. mean by problem finding? Because every single book, like if you can see me back here, the sun's starting to go down, thank heavens. Every single book behind me on these shelves will say, that you have to be really good at problem-solving. And that's true. But the issue is with that way of thinking is until your prospects buy from you, you can't really solve their problems, right? It's not like if they don't buy, you're a problem-solver. Like you only become a problem-solver once they purchase your solution and then your company product or service is actually solving their problems. So before they purchase and to get them to wanna purchase, to build a gap in their mind from where they are compared to where they want to be, You have to be really good at problem finding, and that's asking the right questions at the right time in the conversation that allow the prospect to start seeing the problems that they didn't even know they had. Now, (laughs) one thing that I just hate to tell everybody on here is that your prospects, when you first start talking to them, don't even know what their real problems are. Or maybe they know they have a problem, but they don't really understand how bad that problem really is. Or maybe they don't understand the consequences of what happens if they don't do anything about solving those problems. Now, once you learn advanced questioning, we call that NEPQ—Neuro Emotional Persuasion Questioning. Okay, which every you can learn. It's acquired skill. No one is born out of their mother's womb having advanced questioning skills or advanced tonality skills. Like those are acquired skills you learn in life. You don't. You're not born with advanced tonality skills. All right, that's just a myth. So once you learn that, not only are you able to help them find that they have one problem, but now you're able to help them find maybe that they have two or three or four or five other problems they didn't even realize they had. And when you're able to help them see those type of problems, not by telling them, because if you tell them what their problems are, what happens? Goes in one ear, out the other, you're biased, you're the salesperson, but your questions allow them to see and feel those problems they didn't think they had. And once you're able to do that, how do they start to view you? Well, they view you much differently than all these other salespeople that they just push off in the corner. They view you as more of the expert, right? More of the trusted authority that can actually get them the results they want. So we have to become better at problem finding, okay, if we want to problem solve. Now, what are most salespeople? I I always say this. Most salespeople, it's not their fault. They've been forced to learn this way Are what we call product pushers. They ask a few questions like, so John, tell me two problems that keep you awake at night or what are you looking for in a solution or what's your budget for this type of thing? Just surface level questions, right? And then the prospect gives them surface level answers in return, logical based answers, right? And it's basic. And then they go into their sales pitch, talking about the features and the benefits and how they have the best this and the, the best that, which by the way, how many salespeople that sell to you say they have the best product or service? everybody everybody (laughs) right so when you sound like everybody that is selling to a prospect because your prospects it's not like they haven't heard every salesperson that's sold them anything from a toilet bowl to a car to a private jet to cybersecurity software for their office to whatever all says that they're the number one that they are the best right so when you say things like that psychologically your prospects start to trust you less why because everybody tells them that that's ever sold them, right? So they just, they view you like everybody else, okay? So it's like taking a bucket of mud and like throwing it up against the wall, hoping and praying that something we're gonna say is gonna magically trigger that prospect to wanna buy from us. And I call that hopium. It's a drug that so many salespeople take where they hope and pray that their slide deck is gonna show them something cool that's just gonna make them wanna buy. And that's such a hard an unpredictable way to make a living because you have no control of the sales process. You with
0: mm. me? Yeah. So interesting. Uh, so acquire skills of being better at creating or or un, un, undiscover the problems with this uh, advanced question technique. That's a good first step for somebody well, you, who wants I mean, to- yeah, because keep, you, yeah.
1: you're pro- I mean, look, wh- how you sell now, what you're saying now, What you're asking now has got you to what? It's gotten you to Mm -hmm. the income level you're at. Yeah. How can you ever double that or triple that by Mm -hmm. saying the same things, Mm -hmm. by asking the same questions? Are you going to double or triple your work hours? What? I mean, you're already working 8 to 10 hours a day. You're going to work 20 hours a day? Are you going to clone yourself? No. So if you want to make more money as a salesperson, you have to do what? Acquire more advanced skills. Because if you really peel back the layers, and I ask this all the time when I'm doing a keynote. I said, if you, if I, I always ask the audience, if you could describe sales in one word, what would that word be? And typically, no one ever gets it. It's okay. And I say, all selling is, is change. That's all selling is. It's change. It's about how good you are at getting your prospects to view in their mind that by changing their situation. So, what does that mean? That means them purchasing what you're offering, your solution. By them doing that, That is far less risky for them than them doing nothing at all, staying in the status quo. The problems stay the same and nothing ever changes, which is more risky, right? So whether a prospect wants something better or they're trying to move away from pain, it's all about change. Now, here's the problem. Human beings don't like change. So think about that for a second. Even though we say we like change human beings based on the data don't really like change. And why do we not like change? Because it makes us feel uncomfortable. It makes us feel unsettled, especially when it's initiated by some pushy salesperson that's ready to pitch their product or service within the first 30 seconds of meeting a prospect. Human behavior actually shows that we value stuff that's more tradition, that is more familiar with us, even if we don't like it that much over something that is new and foreign to us. Like think think psychologically, think about the battered spouse syndrome. We don't like being verbally or physically abused, yet why do most people in those relationships keep going back? Why is that? It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It's because they're afraid of the unknown. They're afraid of something that's new to them, so they'd rather go back to what they already know even though they don't like it, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to realize as a salesperson that you're not selling the thing. You're selling the results of what that thing does. Like if you sell cybersecurity to banks, you're not selling them software, you're selling them the results of what that does, which is to protect their customers from having their identity stolen, right? If you're selling I'm just anything, life insurance, you're not selling them a policy, you're selling them the results of what that policy does when one spouse passes away and the, uh, the family members are financially protected. If you're selling them a Lamborghini, you're not selling them a car you're selling them the results of what that does for them, which gives them more status in their brain, makes them feel better. So you're not selling the thing, you're selling the results of what that thing does. When we start to understand that as a salesperson, instead of talking about the thing all the time, instead of, we're asking questions that get them to talk about the results they want, selling becomes pretty easy at that point. It's a big difference. So fantastic.
0: Do you work as a sales, marketing, or channel manager and would like to generate great leads to your B2B tech company? Then we are here for you. By creating a qualified sales pipeline and strengthen your position in the tech industry, we help you grow. Depending on your needs, we use effective strategies like inbound marketing, telemarketing, account-based marketing, and paid media. Get more information on brightvision.com. Another thing you are great at is using social media, especially Instagram, in order mm. to, you know, get your message sure. out there and prospect yeah. and, and brand yeah. building and so forth. What do you yeah. think, what's your take as a sales expert and expert coach on salespersons? How should a salesperson
1: think about the Instagram or other? Should you, you Well, know- if, you, if you want more leads, mm. you, you want to have a brand, okay? So... You know, I retired from my sales career uh, back in, what was it, 26, no, almost 2017. And I barely just kind of started using social media before that to build like a brand as a salesperson in in the last industry I was selling. So Mm -hmm. I was already getting a lot of these. It was mainly just on Facebook, but I'd go live once every day, just talking about little different subjects for a minute or two. And people started messaging me like, oh, I might be interested in this or I might be interested in that. And I'm like, oh, there's something to this. Mm-hmm. So I, I retired for about a year. Then I decided to start a sales training company in 2018. Here we are now, 2022, <laughs> seventh level. And I'm like, okay. So about the first year and a half, big learning experience, you know, it was me and my assistant, and like one part-time salesperson. Now we have almost 100 employees now, a couple of years later. But we started really getting big on social media about a year and a half ago. So what I started doing, is, uh, first of all, we started an IG account because I'd never been on IG until about 14 months ago, something like that. Now, we were already big on Facebook. We did a bunch on Facebook, so everybody knew us. Like, we probably owned the market for sales training on Facebook ads. We spent, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a month on Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. But we're like, we need to start getting into other channels like IG and LinkedIn and TikTok and YouTube, right? So we really got big on, on IG and we started doing about 160 to 180 reels and training posts a month. So let me break that down. So we hired a full-time content manager. Now, if you're just a salesperson, you don't have the cash to do this, you gotta do this on your own in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Our content manager would go in and they would do searches on what people were talking about. So in our market, we were doing searches on what salespeople were putting into Google and YouTube. Like, how do I do this? What do I say if they do this? And what we do, we do reels around that every month, okay? So she would give me a list of about 40 to 60 intentional topics, keywords that salespeople or business owners are talking about sales. And I would do reels around those. Those are really like 60 seconds. Maybe I go 90 seconds. Our, we have an editor that just cuts some of it out, right? And then we do two reels a day on IG seven days a week. And we do two post a training post a day, seven days a week. So the reels bring in new leads, Okay. And then those new leads start seeing, you know, training posts that might go two minutes or three minutes or a little bit longer. And so they they become more used to what we're talking about, which, you know, piques their interest. They're like, whoa, this works really good. I can see. I want more. Okay. You know, last month we booked almost 4,000 sales calls. Oh, really? Probably okay. half, half of those probably came from Instagram. Okay. Awesome. So what we do is they come into our DMs, they start messaging us, and we have a DM team that messages them back. And then they want to know more options about how we train them, how we train their industry. And then they get on calls with our team members to go over the different options. It's it's really a simple subject. Now, it takes some effort. You're not, you, you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to get up one day and do a reel. And then maybe Saturday I'll do another. And like, you have to be consistent. Like, we are very consistent for probably the last like 16 months. Like, every day. Two and two, two and two, two and two. So just on IG, we started that IG account about 14 months ago. We have 230 some thousand followers now from those reels. Wow, (laughs) that's awesome. It's been in a year and two months just on IG. We started TikTok about three months ago. We have about 60,000 followers on there. So we're getting about 20,000 followers a month on TikTok, just doing it organically. Okay, do, you, even, do you get leads either. there as well, TikTok? We do. We do. We get, yeah, not as much as IG and Facebook. Facebook, we get the most because mm-hmm. we, we spend a lot on, on traffic there. Okay, mm-hmm. so we, we've been around on Facebook now for about two and a half years, pretty big. And yep. then IG, probably the second most. Our third most is probably LinkedIn. And fourth would be like YouTube uh, and TikTok put together. Now, YouTube and uh, TikTok, we're focused really heavily on in this next year. So we're devoting a whole staff because on on YouTube we only have like maybe nineteen thousand followers, but we've never done anything with it. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to really invest in that heavy to get up to a million followers, two million followers on YouTube, and we're investing heavily into like Google Ads. So that's wow. one thing we're going to start doing in twenty twenty three. But you so you have to go one step at a, you have to go one step at a time. I mean, yeah. until you have the right staff hired to be able to control that like it's all like when you have a business it's all about fulfillment as well like we could hire the people to go out and like you know crush it on like, hey let's go spend 200,000 a month on youtube let's go spend 100,000 on paid ads let's go spend money on tiktok and let's quadruple our leads but the problem is well we don't have the staff to take those leads Where we're just going to like quadruple our sales force in three weeks. That doesn't make any sense. It'd be like a, it'd be a, it just wouldn't happen. We have to, we have to bring on more people to our fulfillment team, more sales trainers. We have to train them. Like there's, so a lot of companies like just like grow, 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 grow. And they don't really care about like the end result for us. We'd rather grow slower, even though we're the fastest growing sales training company with Inc, we'd rather grow so, so slower and all of our clients get results then grow way fast and like quadruple our revenue in 6 months and then a lot of people just they don't get onboarded the right way they have a negative experience cuz that affects your brand and to us we're not a company that just wants to be around for 10 years and make a bunch of money and sell it we're a company that even when i'm not here let's say in 50 years cuz i'm an old man or whatever uh, that that is passed down, that the company is still around 30 years from now, 60, 100, 150 years from now. Mm-hmm. That's how we think. Wow, that's so awesome. And uh, what a great vision for the future to
0: to pass it down to next generation. Well, Jeremy, you have been very generous with your content here. It's so interesting to hear both the new generation, how we should think and, and deal with them, but also yeah. your own success with 7th uh, Level
1: and, and how you have... Used social media to to leverage your growth you got to get your message out there like you can have the greatest products the greatest services ever but if nobody knows who you are Mm. then who cares so Mm. it's all about omnipresence it's like when when somebody gets up in the morning anytime like our our main thing that we think about as a company is that when somebody gets up in the morning and they have any questions about sales or selling, or they think about sales or selling, they think seventh level. They think PQ, They think Jeremy Miner, okay? But you have to be consistent in like doing the reels. You know, it takes me, just so everybody's aware, because everybody thinks you can just do like hundreds of reels in an hour. Well, I have, to, I have to get the keywords, and I have to put bullet points down, and I have to, when I do the reels and the training, I have to make it generic enough that it that anybody watching it from any industry gets value first of all because we train 158 different industries it'd be way easier if we only trained one industry like if we just trained SaaS, i could do all the the the, the reels like really quick because it's just about one thing but i have to think through like how am i going to do this reel where if somebody sells SaaS, if somebody sells cybersecurity, if somebody sells insurance if somebody's a real estate agent if somebody sells bicycles that it's going to help them. Mm. So that takes a little bit of time to think through, right? Yeah. See, our methodology works in every industry because it's a structured sales process. It's not based on personality selling because that there's no way you can duplicate that in an organization, okay? Mm. You might have 5 or 6% of your people that just personality sell and they're just really personable and, and they do well. But what about the other 95%? If you want to structure, you have to have a structured sales process that everybody in the company can follow. So it takes your really, really bad salespeople and it, it at least makes them average. It takes your average salespeople and makes them really, really good. It takes your good salespeople and makes them really, really great. And it takes your great salespeople and makes them like top 1%, okay? And vice versa, you can have an average salesperson that goes to the top 1%, depending on the time they dedicate to learning those new skills and acquiring it, right? So one thing I'll always tell everybody, This is kind of a funny story, but when I went and applied for my first sales job, before I got hired in the straight commission sales job, I told you about 22 years ago, I went and applied at a car dealership the week before. That car dealership gave me a disc profile test. I didn't pass that, so they didn't hire me. And what's interesting, probably most people don't know the story. If you Google my name, you can look all this up. But over the next years, the next 17 years, I was internationally ranked. Number 45 in the entire world selling anything by the Direct Selling Association, making almost three million dollars a year in commissions in four separate industry. So that's out of like you're talking like 200 some million salespeople selling anything in any industry. But yet my first job, I didn't even pass the dis profile test. They said <laughs> I wasn't, I wouldn't be a good salesperson. So always think about it. If you're a sales and here's the funny thing I did when I retired, I still remember that it was like a chip on my shoulder. I was like Tom Brady over here, like drafted in the last round. Nobody liked him. So it's like chip on his shoulder. He's just like proving everybody wrong. That's what I did. It made me pissed off. So I wanted to outlearn everybody else. Right. And I became really good. And so what I did is I sent them a letter with that, that um thing online about my international (laughs) ranking and i'm like just so you were i love you guys it's no big deal but i didn't even get hired by your company you said i wasn't good enough to sell and that really drove me to become a a really great salesperson so i appreciate you doing that and the general what the general manager that store actually called me back i mean he wasn't the same guy he's obviously a different person 20 you know 17 years later he's like this is so (laughs) cool like i love this i told the (laughs) owner that it was it was kind of interesting but so you know it doesn't matter if you're like at the very bottom as a salesperson now, if you acquire the right skills that work with human behavior, if you really dedicate yourself to that, you can go from the very bottom to the very top very, very quickly. I can assure you that because that's exactly what I did. Fantastic.
0: What a great story to end this fantastic podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> For everybody who wants to check you out and read more or listen out um,
1: more of your reels and podcasts and so forth. Sure. Where can we send them, Jeremy? Yeah, the best the best place for people to go. Like, look, if they if we'll give them some free resources, like we'll give them some nibbles. We'll give them, we always we'll give them some hors d'oeuvres, okay, first so they can learn about what we do. But they're welcome to join our free Facebook group. It's called salesrevolution.pro. So just have them go to salesrevolution.pro. And right when they join the Facebook group, have them check their their uh, Facebook Messenger. And we'll have somebody on my team message them over a free training called the NEPQ 101 mini course. It's our CEO Matt who's my business partner breaking down neuro emotional persuasion questions. We didn't have a lot of time to do that on your on your show today, and even that alone will probably help them sell more than what they are now. And we go live in that Facebook group three to four times a week, different trainings, different Q and A's, and we don't charge them for that. We'll give them little nibbles if they want more advanced training like that like our clients are because we train we train thousands of people in your industry that your people follow many of them make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in commissions now uh, but if they want to acquire you know more advanced skills than what we give them out for free they can just message us in there or contact support and they can book a call with one of our team members to go through the different options with them okay basic.
0: very great well, thank you so much for uh, sharing this today. We wish you all the best with 7th Level Communications. And uh, hopefully you can stay
1: at the top of the fastest growing sales coaching company even next year. We'll see. Yeah, I'm, we'll probably, uh, I think we'll get that for 2022 as well. Because we <laughs> more than tripled our revenue from 2021 when we got it. So we'll see. <laughs> Who knows? We'll see. But we're, uh, we're all about um, just getting our clients results. And when you focus on that, good things happen for sure. Exactly. All right. Thanks All right. for having me on. I appreciate it. Okay. That, sun, very, that sun's very... almost down now. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jeremy. Have a great All day. Right, thanks, Jeremy.
0: Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to Lead Generation Strategies for B2B tech companies. Don't forget to subscribe. You will find it where podcasts live. Discover how we can help you with your lead generation activities at brightvision.com